dude, you gotta watch this movie, Toxic Avenger. It's so rad because his kid's head explodes and like whatever. Like this is the kind of who it's made for. I was for. like, Which am I, I like a sixteen-year-old boy? I just like that was my head turn and my head cock, Julia. Am I a sixteen-year-old boy? I guess in my heart because. Most of the things that I feel like are geared like that are the things that I very much enjoy. So ah. who knows? Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but prefer the classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the The final Final girl. Disco citizens, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. This week we're talking about 1984's The Toxic Avenger. Yes. Title of this episode. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Title of this episode, A Menace or a Miracle? And the tagline for this movie is, he was 98 pounds of solid nerd until he became dot, dot, dot. And that's the tagline. Ooh, the Toxic Avenger. True. Yes. Uh, so this was written by Stuart Struton, Gay Partington, Terry, Joe Ritter, and Lloyd Kaufman, and directed by Lloyd Kaufman and Uncle, Uncle and Michael Lloyd. M- Michael Hertz. I was saying Uncle Lloyd, Michael Hertz, uh, Uncle Lloyd, as we call him. Hello, Uncle Lloyd. Uncle, uh, Uncle Lloyd. Lloyd is amazing. Uh, he is one of King. the craziest men I have ever met in my life. Uh, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. But I'm going to tell you again. Um, when I made out of print, uh, Lloyd Kaufman is one of the interviews for my for my film, and mm-hmm. he sent in, in addition to the answer and the interview questions I had asked, uh, a, a five minute, a good a good long amount of him dancing in a tank top and boxers with a ball gag in his mouth, just extended uh, amount of this, and I didn't asked for that i didn't know what that was what am i gonna do with was that, that? I have that. Send? was he supposed to send something to someone else was he like oh oops i accidentally sent that to julia not someone else i don't know i don't the fact that maybe he sent it because it's like maybe she can use it and i'm like i i love that he thought Just maybe please. you could use it for the intro for, to intro him be like this uh, yeah is, this is know. uncle lloyd this is Uncle little, Lloyd dancing. A, a little too intense for out of print, I think. But I applaud the man. I applaud his, you know, go just gung ho, go ahead, make whatever you want kind of thing. You know, the whole idea behind trauma and this idea that they're just for the lowest amount of money possible going to make the highest, grossest, nastiest, most offensive movie possible to just like piss off as many people as they possibly can because fuck you to everybody. I love it. It's such a punk rock. It's the most punk, obviously it's the most punk rock aesthetic and like ideology from the beginning with the like Chiron of like contained scenes of extreme violence. And you're like, really? And then as soon as you get in the movie, you're like, yep, yep. That holds up. That is a very true warning at the beginning of this movie. If you are not ready for literally extreme violence, if you're not ready for extreme offense, like content warning, content warning. I had like I have CW written on like all over my notes for like 
just to like let people know if you haven't seen this if you have not seen the classic toxic avenger content warnings galore because that's what this is um it's I'm, basically trying to offend everybody they're trying as hard as they can to make people angry and again there is no try not- they only do Oh, no, they do. Like, you know, they're yeah. going to they're going to make things that like makes everybody, you know, makes every audience member uncomfortable. So I think that punk rock, like trying to provoke anger and trying to provoke this kind of feeling of intensity in their films, you know, even if I can't say they're like either they're, they're for everybody because they're certainly not. It's, a, you know, to me, it's kind of like making horror movie for 16 year old boys specifically because this is who i picture like with their buddies in the basement dude you gotta watch this movie toxic avenger it's so rad because his kid's head explodes and like whatever like this is the kind of who it's made i was for. like Which am i, I like a 16 year old boy i just like that was my <laughs> head turn and my head cock julia am i a 16 year old boy i guess in my heart because most of the things that i feel like are geared like that are the things that i very much enjoy so ah. who knows I uh, 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 recently heard um, a really great conversation about this uh, on Midnight Mass as well. Another wonderful podcast. Michael Verratti, our friend and Peaches Christ, um, uh, talking with, uh, with you know, Lloyd and the crew and, and, and some of the folks, you know, making these amazing films and, and talking a little bit about that and, uh, and the sensibility of it. And I find a lot of women really respond to these movies, too, for whatever reason. Here we are, a couple of ladies talking yeah. about this movie. I don't know. I don't well, know. I, th- to- I think it transcends more than these 16 year old <laughs> boys. Yes, they might have been the ones that championed it, but mm. there's there's more fans a- along the way. Well, I, yeah, and then we would thank you to Sierra, who is our uh, producer and sound engineer, who who uh, recommended this movie to us this week. Uh, there you I'm go. Surprised we haven't done any trauma, and here we are doing. So, hello to trauma, you guys rock. Uh, let's make a movie together. Here we go. This movie actually spawned a Saturday morning cartoon, The Toxic Crusaders. Just FYI, uh, we talked about a few weeks ago a little a musical as well. Yes, yeah. So <laughs> has you been know, made I, of this, and then they're I, also doing a, in the middle of making a remake right now. Um, oh, an update yes. with Macon talk- Blair's directing Elijah Wood. These are like Julia, some of Julia's favorite like people. Yes. And, um, and Peter Dinklage, this is going to be incredible. I am really looking like the most unlikely people ever to make a Toxic Avenger remake. And yet I am going to be so on board. But I don't think it's as unlikely as you think, because I think the themes and things that this movie is talking about are timeless and especially more prescient right now as we look at the climate crisis and what mm. is happening in the world. The intro alone, we start with this skyline of New York, looking at the beautiful dearly departed Twin Towers, um, and then we pan down from the Twin Towers to Tromaville, right? And they talk about the pollution that's unavoidable by the byproduct of today's society. It's one of the first lines in the movie. And I thought, oh, that's why they're making this again right now, because we are in the middle of a climate crisis. We're in the middle of dealing with our own waste. We can't even ship our trash to China anymore. You know, this is a big problem. And I Mm -hmm. think they're going to find a way to look at these themes even more in a current context. I cannot wait to see what they do. You're right. Cause I guess I don't give this movie the credit for that. Like I kind of dismiss that it's about, you know, toxic waste, but you know, it does have that theme to it definitely. And if you wanted to play that up, it could be a kind of a different movie. So we go from a beautiful New York city to Tromaville, the toxic waste dumping capital of the world uh, and straight to uh, it looks like places Trump. I've been in New Jersey that are actually big, super fun <laughs> sites that are actually really difficult, right? Really? You get beautiful skyline of the city and you go right to like fun sites like this. This is very real. <laughs> uh, so we, we go straight to the Tromaville health club where it is just a 
sea of men in shorty shorts and ladies in leotards just jiggling around the most glorious exploitative but it's it's exploits everybody obsessed with this scene because it does exploit literally everybody we've got like like gays and thongs like literal like little like thong little you know um workout wear to like roided out you know uh bodybuilders to girls wearing string bikinis they're all working out in the weirdest of ways it's like this is obviously they're not really working out but they're working out extra hard or extra crazy like everything is on another level like aggro i just imagine like I know we're going to get a cocaine scene here in a moment, but it just feels like everything's just like <laughs> like that cocaine frenzy like across this yeah. whole club. I was like, they're either just handing it out at the door and just letting all these kids go work out while they're coked out. It is 1984 mm-hmm. at the Tromaville gym. Yeah, that's pretty much what I expect. It's exploitation arama, but you know, if you're going to be equal time with it, then can you be mad at it? I don't really know. Uh, we meet our uh, hero, unlikely hero, Melvin Ferd, who was played by Mark Torgel, who is just uh, amazing. Uh, incredible uh he wears high top converse i'm just going to point that out uh but he is the dorkiest unput together ruin everything kind of nerd he's a kind of a seymour krellborn kind of-esque right just gonna like ruin everything but with less charm everything he touches goes to shit like this kid he's trying to mop he doesn't even know how he's mopping and the in the, these couple of guys this bozo literally went name of the character bozo and slug and his crew like are making fun of making fun of him and they're like oh my god that guy with the shit eating grin he can't even mop right mop boy whatever <laughs> and he, and he literally like mops over people's faces as he's by the pool because he's not paying attention to what he's doing it looks like he can't focus he's like over he's like like he's overstimulated by all the hot ladies in the gym or whatever like he's just having a hard time he doesn't know it's like he hasn't reached puberty yet he does not quite sure you know like how to approach anybody and his body's going crazy yeah i can't really tell how old he is he could be anywhere from like 17 to like 25 and i can't really tell he's in this weird range um but i i would just like to point out that gary schneider's performance as bozo in this movie wow he was reaching for the stars and he like really just incredible like this is the, the 80s bully to kill all 80s bullies like he's just scenery chewing nonsense coming out of his mouth 125 thousand percent right <laughs> like he's giving more than anyone has ever given before on a screen <laughs> like it's one of like do you know what i mean that's like one of those moments where i was like for literally probably the, the least amount of money ever heard of heard to man for that amount of performance do you know what i mean they're like yes. the most bang for buck I'll get, that's what I'll call it. I'll say it's the most bang for buck performance I've seen on screen. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure he was paid almost nothing. Like and $2. They did not deserve the performance they got out of that man. But goodness, let him go. And I will wind him up and I will watch him scream into the camera for as long as you like uh, because it's so unhinged. <laughs> so good and he's not the only shitter though like his his girlfriend julie is also just as shitty and she's making fun of melvin too and egging him on like nobody is nice to this guy they're all yelling at him and like uh like just just dogging this poor kid melvin and i love that as trauma always does you take these bullies and you kick them up to the next level where their fun is that they like to hit and run as their joy this is fueled they get off on it not just like Mm-hmm. who is like the 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 blonde bimbo boyfriend girlfriend of bozo who is super into it and she's the one like yes you do it it turns me on and like she's like horny on. for it it's yeah. so weird it's like Both the girls okay are. they so like you turn these like bullies into somebody who are just jackasses and somebody like oh no they're psychotic murderers as well 
Yeah, and they're horny for violence and just like yeah. disgusting. And so you're just like, oh, why wow, is this no, is the- why is no movie called that? Just horny for horny violence. for violence. That it's movie would make there. so much money. Here, I'm writing it down. Just writing it okay. down as an idea. We're gonna pitch that to Uncle Lloyd. Horny mm. for violence. He would it's, love it's, that. Uncle Lloyd, movie. if you're listening. It's it's for you, horny for violence. If that doesn't say trauma, I don't know what does. A hundred percent. So then we get this couple that like as the gym closes down for the day that decides to stay there and make out and they're making out and smoking in the gym. And they decide they're going to stay there all night because this guy has paid off Tony for the night. So they think there's no one in the gym and they decide they start going at it. They get all naked. So we got boobies. We got all kinds of good stuff at the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Uncle Lloyd. Thank you, trauma. Um, <laughs> And so um, they're going at it. But, you know, who's still there? Melvin, the mop boy, is actually still there. And he walks up on this couple and ah, freaks out and sees them and (laughs) does not know what to do with himself. No. So they already don't like him. But now he's racking up points against himself because he's walked in on their their tryst. Uh, So we get a great hit and run scene where the bullies are out having a good time in the car, getting excited to hit somebody. And of course, as we said, we got to be as offensive as possible. So who are you going to hit first? We're going to hit a kid on a bicycle and just crush his head like the well, watermelon after they talk that about it was. Their, <laughs> yeah. And they have the whole rating system too. They're like, oh, they have a content warning. That's just my, our racism content warning. Uh, about yes. A rating system of like different types of people they could hit and get certain types of points. They're like, oh, we just get this kid though. It's 28 points. I was like, what does that even mean? How does this point system work? It's so fucked up. But they're just it's like, like death race 2000, man. Yeah, so they roll over this kid, but he's crawling away, and they roll on back because he's still moving. He's still moving. Got to get him. So they smush him, and then the girls come out and take Polaroids and are like getting off of the pictures, and it's a whole fucked up thing that I'm like, yes, somebody thought of this and put it on screen, and here we are now. We're and they're like, this. yeah, and they're like, okay, well now it's now it's your turn to slug after Bozo's done this, and Slug's so like, no, I got to go to church tomorrow, and they're like, oh, okay, well okay. I guess we'll go home now, like. <laughs> <laughs> Like, really? Okay, that's okay. Is that like an indictment on the church now, too? Who knows? I love that moment, though. Um, but then we cut to next. We're in the jazzercise class, and we have like the gay jazzercise instructors. Like, everyone must do what I say. And so he's yelling at all the girls, chastising them for not following his directions properly. But Slug comes behind him and slips the snake down his back um, and it sets the, the, the uh, instructor into like a tizzy, and everyone starts writhing around thinking they're trying to copy exactly what the teacher's doing. Oh, oh, it's like silent film comedy. It's just comedy gold, that old snake down the back trick. Always, <laughs> always going to win. Uh, so that, you know, we have this, so they have these things of like the bullies uh, doing sit-ups or they're like passing joints. And it's just like this like fucked up world of Tromaville gym is kind of amazing. Uh, so then we have a toxic waste truck that is uh, going to pull over in front of the gym because the one of the guys has a gigantic bag of Coke that they just decide they're going to just stick their fucking faces in because you know, yeah. guys got to drive a while. But they were like, hey, like we uh, we're not supposed to stop at all because it's not supposed this waste is not supposed to be near town because we have so much toxic waste in the back of this truck. We're not supposed to be stopping anywhere. But the other driver's like, no, 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 we've got all this Coke. And it's like, OK, let's do it. So they stop. Um, while uh, Julie and the crew have have been plotting to trick Melvin um, in the meantime, that's what part of that sit-up session was all about. And so they trick Melvin into wearing some crazy pink little tutu outfit saying that Julie basically flirts with him. And it's like, it's hot. I think guys who wear pink are hot. So please come, you know, meet me in, in this pink little outfit. And she shows him a titty and it's like, oh my gosh, Melvin loses his mind because he hasn't seen a titty in forever or really ever. Um, 
And so uh, he, he freaks out and just gets so excited. He's like, okay, whatever you tell me, I'll do it. I'll do it. So he puts on a pink outfit, meets up in the spot that she tells him later, but it's all dark when he gets down there. And turns out, turns out that the, he is kissing a sheep and everybody is there to laugh at him. So it's, you know, 50 people all laughing at him. It's all a big joke. And he's wearing this stupid tutu outfit. And it's all been a terrible joke. So he runs away and jumps out the window, landing face first into the toxic sludge. A vat of the toxic sludge on the back of that truck that shouldn't have been parked outside while those guys are just coked out. So all of a sudden he gets pulled out of there, but he kind of you know, it just starts morphing and the acid starts eating away at his skin and he's burning and he's shaking and and Bozo and the crew come out and they start making fun of him again. They're like, you can't take a joke, dude. What? Yeah, what? just as laughing at him as he's mutating in front of everyone. So the horror of, of poor Melvin, right? Like not only are they going to like make you s- jump to your death, but also they're going to laugh at you as you're writhing on the ground in pain. The, they deserve everything that's coming to them. Get them they Melvin. really do. And um, and then the police even show up and the po- cops try to stop the thing, but the cops' hands burst into flames. And all of a sudden we get a full body burn from our Ooh. Melvin. Always think about Matt Dine, and we love you, Matt. Um, a full body burn <laughs> um, as he runs down the street and trying to figure out what's wrong with him. And he eventually gets put out, but he goes straight home. Um, and climbs up the stairs and hops in the bathtub to try to cool off because he's burning all over. And so he gets in the bathtub, but the water with the toxic waste does not have the best reaction. So all of a sudden his body starts morphing. This is a very cool effect. How the heck did they do this for $2 or whatever? They It's unbelievable yeah. how good this effect is. And it's still mm-hmm. from 1984 holds up. Yeah, it's great. He's just sloughing off skin and transforming into the iteration uh, of the Toxic Avenger that we have a new actor, Mitch Cohen, who steps in here, who is the iconic uh, Avenger himself. So uh, we have him kind of loping through town now as this transforms himself. He's got his tutu on still, but now it's kind of burned and cool. But we can't forget that mom hears him transforming in the bathroom. Can we just take a moment to talk about how mom hears Melvin through the door and she goes, oh, I guess he went through puberty because he sounds like he's pleasuring himself. And that's there is this mm. the dirty joke of the moment of, of <laughs> Melvin's transformation. But is he turning into a man? Because all of a sudden his voice does drop. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, when we hear him next speaking, he's got a smooth voice instead of his Melvin voice. Yeah. He's all of a sudden a very suave character underneath it all mm. so uh we meet cigar face and his gang hanging out in the alley oh this gang it's just because trauma just likes to turn everything up to like level offense that's the that's the idea right like so it's like we're just gonna try to make everybody in this movie yes and this is the weirdest gang you've got like uh, a, a a transvestite or tra- crossdresser i don't know what to call this this the, like part of the gang you've got this other guy that just they're all very uh like look like cartoon characters like caricatures yes, right definitely um and, and uh, they decide to... to beat up a cop and try to they're trying to shake him down uh shake down this cop for money and stuff and it's it's mm. They're trying to bribe him to be part of it, but then he's too honest. You won't do it. So he, they burn him in the forehead with a cigar and start to beat him up. But Tarkie shows up just in the nick of time and fucks him up. Starts nut punching and eye gouging and just man, he is going to town on these people. Yeah, gouges the eyes out. That was just brutal and it's pretty, pretty, pretty brains. gross. Mushing brains and heads and 
nut kicking, all of that stuff. And, and you know, content warning here too. They use they use the, the derogatory F word here for people. And it's just there's a lot going on. Um and gun 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 to his balls. Like, you know, there's yeah. just like lots lots of ball gags in this in this well, ball gags in this yeah. movie. Ah. Huh. It's Uncle Lloyd. There you are. That's the ball <laughs> gag. Um lots of gags with balls. Um but Toxie saves the day and he rips, you know, rips the goons and and and, and helps the cop uh get away. And the cop has this immediate press conference where he's like, he tells him what happened. He's like, oh, but there was this monster, but he saved me. So mm -hmm. this, you know, there's nothing. He's amazing. We got to find him. Like he's someone great that stopped this um, robbery because they In were the going to kill the cop. So yeah, like, they really saved his life. Um, and so he tries to go home. But when his mom sees him, his mom freaks out. So now he has to go live at the toxic waste dump and makes a little house for himself. In the dump. He makes the sweetest little house. It reminds me of like my man Godfrey or something out of the ashes. You know, he makes mm -hmm. a little little shack by the toxic dump, um, and even puts up a little picture of Mama on the wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> reminds uh, me a little George, Jason Voorhees a little bit, like this kind of mother obsessed kind of. Um, so then we meet our uh, our bad guy, Mr. Mayor Peter Belgoody, played by Pat Ryan, who is it's so amazing. It's just the the most disgusting local. Uh, political figures that you can imagine having just being the worst people on possible. And they, they, they're like, but they also are doing their meetings. So they're constantly having house parties and just have like half naked girls dancing and just doing got drugs strippers, and cocaine. They got food. It's just like the seven deadly sins, all the gluttony that's happening within this group of people. So the mayor is fully corrupt and his cronies and goonies. He's the one who's actually been paying cigar face and all these other guys to keep the city rough basically. Um, and so they are talking about the toxic dump and how it's actually a wildlife reserve and they actually want to make it, it's because it's beat or a waterfront property. They want to actually turn it into like a resort of some sort. Um, so, and so they're just going to move that toxic waste a little bit further down towards the reservoir where the drinking water comes from for the town. Ha ha ha. It'll be ha, hilarious. Ha, ha, ha. Better living uh, through chemistry. Yes. Um, and then we have this party at the Mexican place where the it's- taco the, it's, joint. It's amazing because it's the trauma thing where like there's people like dancing at the Mexican restaurant. I'm like, this is not, this is not real life, but I like that it's not real life at all. It's just life turned up a bit, you know, into a, in a more insane level. Yeah, a hundred percent. And the most uh, inept taco shop workers that are just doing who knows what they doesn't look like they know how to make a taco they're just throwing cheese everywhere in the back of this restaurant but this and is clearly just a place that was really called the mexican place and they just like took their uniforms and they're like can we have it on this day when you're closed and they're like okay and i'm sure the people who own this place then went and watched toxic avenger was like holy fuck they did all this shit in our restaurant uh, they didn't tell well, us they were gonna do that and even you know? the uniforms, though, they probably use their uniforms because they do yeah. not fit these guys. The scale no. of the uniforms on like, the guys oh who work there. <laughs> <laughs> like that one guy whose belly is just hanging out of his shirt and just, uh, it's too much. And he's drinking. I mean, the, like the guys working there. So it's just like the most inept workers. Um, but people, you know, seem to be enjoying themselves at the restaurant. But then all of a sudden a robbery takes place. And it's entertainment for the afternoon from these goons that come on in and uh, they introduce themselves like we got so-and-so on the shotgun. I'm going to be over here on this. And they come in and terrorize these people. 
Um, they're, um, they're, at first, it seems like they're kind of just going to do a little fun, let's just take the money and run kind of thing. But then it starts to go real bad. Uh, a guy tries to stand up and is like, you can let everybody else go and just keep me. Uh, and he ends up getting shot to be the hero Mm-mm. to the chest. And you're like, oh, OK, these guys don't care. Uh, and so the, then, of course, because trauma wants to offend you, uh, who else are we going to kill? We're going to shoot a fucking dog. Shoot a dog. Yeah, blind, content warning, dog. animal abuse. I was just like, oh, no, a blind, not just any dog, a blind girl's dog, a seeing eye dog. Yeah. It's too much. And after they've threatened a mom and a baby and like mm-hmm. teeny boppers and it looks like he's like child abuse. So it's like I was just like, and oh, now my he's going to rape the blind girl. So they're just going for like on top of everything. So if you're somebody who's easily offended, this movie is not for you, as you can probably tell by now. Definitely not. Um, Definitely so not. If you didn't already know. It is a bad scene going on at the Mexican place. But Toxie, of course, comes to the rescue, uh, rips off the arm of the guy who was going to rape the blind girl. And then they just have a. Uh, full on sword fight. Where, yeah. uh, All of a sudden, there's a, there's a there's like a samurai sword on the wall in the Mexican restaurant, which is just wonderful. Um, and the tile and, in that Mexican restaurant. Can I just say that tile was Julia delicious, delightful. Everything you want, Julia. Every that whole uh-huh. place, the 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 uniforms, the everything about it. I was uh-huh. like, this is Julia's restaurant. You would go yeah, visit there. I could time travel there very easily, very nicely. Yeah. I don't but think I love the food see- would be very good though. <laughs> nope. Food probably not great, but the uh, the ambiance supreme. Um, yes, and they get into like a karate fight like it's like legit like stage combat karate like combat like kung fu moment um, and they do a full fight in between and so ultimately Toxie throws one of the last guys behind um, the back of the restaurant into like the kitchen area and that's where he takes them all out and he basically does food things with each one of them and the cops come in later when they find the bodies and it's like guy whose hands been would put in the fryer so we got french fried and we got a pe- guy got thrown in the pizza oven we got a pizza over here um and then we got a strawberry milkshake malted milkshake guy who got impaled by the throat by the milkshake so creative creative deaths we like it beautiful Food, deaths. deaths but you know we have toxie taking out the bad guys right these are not the good guys he's he's cleaning up the town so the blind girl is there and she, of course, can't see that he looks monstrous. And so ask her to walk, ask him to walk her home. Uh, so he does. And they have cute little walking home kind of bit. And he invites, she invites him in uh, and she wants to read his palm. And it's just very adorable. Uh, and she and wants it's to a touch very, his face. Like, and he says, old no. school. Yeah. He says, no, I don't want you to touch my face. I have acne. It's like his excuse. And she's like, no, we all have acne. It's okay. And she's the sweetest, most like Olivia Newton-John kind of like pure princess, like beginning of Greece kind of face, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's also got a little Charlie chaplin kind of a lot of bits happening where just things are falling over, a little Three Stooges kind of physical comedy with her uh-huh. and her being terrible in her own house without her seeing eye dog now. She just doesn't seem to know how to function. Uh, so we have this uh, incredible shot of the mayor just laying on a giant sandwich, just chilling. Like, that's how you do it. You just lay kind of half naked on sandwiches. This is the pinnacle of what you can do with power and money, right? It's not that he's what laying on the sandwich. Better. It's next to him while he's getting a massage. And so it's not that he's just laying on it. He just has it next to him so he can just sit there and eat this big, like, table-long hero sandwich while he's getting a, a massage uh, as well. Just disgusting. Just the, oh, the, the epitome so of what moment. He is the kingpin who is dealing all the drugs in the health club. So we see everybody doing coke at the health club, getting crazy at the health club. Man, that sounds like an environment. 1980s coked out gym sounds like somewhere I would not want to time travel to ever. 
It sounds terrible. It sounds awful. But then the opening sequence makes a lot more sense now of like yes. why everyone was in that like fervor and just like frenat like frantic energy and kinetic energy. You're like, oh, okay, it's because of this. Um, and because this mayor has orchestrated this. And so you realize he's just raking in so much money from all of this stuff. So the mayor is doing that. And then um one of the girlfriends is in the sauna and uh, her boyfriend, a slug, comes up and is just, you know, sidles up to her and acts like he's the elephant man or one of the, or the toxic Avenger type of character and scares her um, while she's, you know, uh, masturbating and looking at Polaroids of smushed heads. Yeah. So that's is because we had seen slug play the joke before earlier in the film and now mm-hmm. Toxie comes masking the joke yeah. um, and ends up putting her ass on the hot coals in the sauna and that's her her punishment uh, hot ass says hot ass and he burns her hot. butt because they've just shown burns a shot that's that says if you have any boils or any skin conditions you can't be in the pool so he's basically banning her from the pool uh yeah. essentially by uh messing up her butt um and bozo is about to go hit some kids he's out joyriding again and there's these little kids of course just sitting in the street as you do kids in tromaville bad move never just sit in the street kids uh, take it from us. And so these little kids are in the street. But as soon as Bozo's about to hit them, uh, Toxie comes and saves them. He helps a little lady cross the street. So we get the Toxie help montage uh, mm-hmm. right now. So he's doing all these good things around oh, town. Opening jars, saving babies. I mean, he's he's doing it. He's cleaning up the town. Yep. Uh, and now he and Sarah, our boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, she finally touches his face and says that they he's beautiful. And then we get a quite unbelievable Toxic Avenger sex scene. Which I don't know. Love sequence. If I need, whole... but you know, it, it they went there. I love this sequence and I love this love montage because it's not just them having sex. It's like they show them like building up to it, like all their little like uh, uh, cute little moments they have and and uh, save the cat kind of little moments with each other. She's making him eggs after in the morning after. Uh, she looks like the worst cook ever, but he doesn't seem to care because he's a toxic man and he'll just eat yeah. anything. And so she makes him a bunch of disgusting eggs with eggshells in them and a bunch of pieces from her kitchen all all in, mixed in those eggs. <laughs> she needs to get another guide dog. That's what she needs to get. She's she's cruising a little bit. Uh, so yeah. we have uh, they have him ag- and making like a happy home in the waste in the dump together. And she doesn't know where they are because she can't see. Although you would think she would smell not how bad not it smells she doesn't mm. seem like she's very good at any of the senses though that's not her thing she's just no. real cute um and i like their little slow dance at the end of their love sequence too where they have their hands on each other's butts like it's very 80s yeah. at the prom kind of moment um but uh, back at the gym we got julie who's plotting and she's um actually she's not plotting who's plotting now is melvin is back to plot against her because he's she's the one who set all this off so he's going to give her a surprise that she'll never forget. That's what she had told him earlier. Yep. So and he, they chase. Uh, yeah, we have a great chase sequence. Um, and he ends up uh, stabbing her to death in the basement with some scissors. So that's what you get. Uh, so then we have Slug and Bozo beating up an old woman to stealing her, stealing her car. And then we have a cr- great toxie on the roof of the car stunt. I was nervous about this. I don't. I don't know what if permits were were were, were had. <laughs> it seems real uh, on the hoof. This you know? chase scene is amazing. I was just mm-hmm. floored by this. There's so much going on. We he's going. They drive through a bunch of boxes. It's all the quintessential like you know um, 
he got to cut through different things. Like I'm surprised there wasn't a bunch of vegetables at some point, you know, that they drove through, but there's water, there's the boxes, there's a porch that they pull off the side of a building, um, driving into oncoming traffic. And then ultimately the car ends up going over a cliff and exploding. Um, Of course, Toxie walks right out of there, um, but Bozo uh, does not. So uh, that we have a uh, now there's a confusing moment because Toxie comes in and ends up killing this seemingly innocent woman uh, in a dry cleaners with. uh, And again, I feel like this was something like, can we use your dry cleaning thing for a day? And they were like, yeah, okay. And it was just like a location they had. So like, what can we do with this? And they probably don't think they told them they were going to put this lady in the washing machine. But here we are. So Toxie kills this woman that we think is an innocent woman. So like, oh, is Toxie gone mad? Is he now just killing whoever? But it turns And he questions himself woman- too. because mm-hmm. but, he, but they explained earlier, this is why we had the scientist scene earlier explaining that, I don't know, there's something about him in that toxic waste that gives him some sort of radar for bad people, which is why the mayor has been against him this whole time too and tries to fight him because if he if he has a radar for bad people he's going to figure out who all the bad people are and get rid of them so you got to watch out so he thinks his radar is off when he kills this little old woman but we find out later she was head of a white slavery ring and a very bad lady so toxie's doing his job um, and, but he feels like he needs to get away from the public now. He feels like he's ca- causing damage because uh, he doesn't. He wasn't sure about this last kill, and so they end up going out in nature. Uh, and so the cops come out to. They're gonna. The mayor's just decided we're just gonna kill him. So calls in the favor of the national guard from the governor to come out because he's this monster that needs to be destroyed. Even though, but they like, well, you don't have to kill him, right? You just like we take him for research, right? But and even the National the Guard. Plan. Nah, the governor is even like, please just capture him. Don't kill him. But the mayor definitely has other orders on in place with his chief of police, who's basically a, a thinly veiled, not really veiled Nazi. Um, and he keeps, you know, messing up and talking about the Fuhrer and things like that. So we've got a, a, a Nazi uh, in power uh, of the chief of police, which is a problem. And we've got them talking to the the press about it before they go out to try to get him. And they're, uh, is he a menace or a miracle? And the press are asking all these questions. And they cover up the fact that this old lady was bad. So they are trying to make uh, Paint Toxie as a as a villain in uh, and a menace in the news cycle. So they but, surround their tent with tanks. This is a you know they're they got some budget here going on, uh, and also but the citizens are there wearing their I love the monster hero shirts, and they do not want the Toxie because they think Toxie's good. They think because yeah. he's been cleaning up the streets. Yeah, and they had a meeting before, and the kid, the the cop who that Toxie had saved, and a bunch of the kids he had saved, are at the ice cream shop. And I love that little scene where just like a little girl, just with her little melting ice cream cone, sitting next to the police officer in the yeah. scene. Um, and they had, had decided to go out there to help stand in the way. And they're like, "Well, if no one's going to stand up for him, we will stand up for him." So they go out there and put themselves in front of the guns in harm's way, and basically stop the National Guard from taking Toxie because they know that he's good because he's done only good things for them. But the mayor doesn't care, shoots him anyway, and the bullets ricochet off of him. You can't kill Toxie. Because he's a man no of way. steel now, the yes. toxic steel. Mm-hmm. So he walks on over to the uh, to the mayor and uh, rips his guts out quite nicely. And everyone cheers and they're so happy. Yay, Toxie! He did wants it. to see if he has any guts, and he doesn't anymore. So yes, Toxie did it. He saved the day. He's cleaned up Tromaville. Now it's a safe, safe place. And yay, crowd cheers for Melvin and Sarah as they kiss and joy the beautiful couple that are happy Everybody and meet yeah. each other. 
everybody loves it. Everybody's on Team Toxie, which I love. And I think the great thing about this movie is like, how do you survive this movie? Just don't be an asshole. Like you just yeah, have you to be, be a good, good person. person. Yeah, you have to legitimately be a good person, and you but can't. I think that uh, there's actually a lot of movies. Like I'm thinking of Saw right now. Like there's a lot of movies where that's the solution. You just are a good person, and then you're fine. You're not going to yep. get fucked with. Yep. So lesson to you all, kids, be a good person and that could maybe save your life someday. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about some gore factor. One is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. And five is run for the barf bag. Definitely a five. We're getting head smushes. We're getting dog shootings. We're getting hand, hands we're deep getting- fried. Guts pulled out of body and arms pull off of body and full. I mean, there's a lot of gore, gore, gore in this one. Yeah. For sure. Let's talk about movie ratings. Uh, Chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastical. You can't already tell. I love this fucking movie. I don't know why. I just love it so much. It's a full five for me. I'm obsessed with wow. this movie. I know. I know. What Unexpected. Do you love, what do you love so much about it? I don't know. I think I just I watched it recently um, a few months back before we were going to do this for the show. And then I was excited to rewatch it again. And it held up again for me. I there, It was surprising. I was surprised again by that effect. I think just for that effect alone of him transforming in the bathtub and all that stuff, too. I was like, I don't know how they did this with like whatever budget. Like, I don't understand. I'm a, I love it. I also like the weirdness of just like um, again, you just have to be a good person. I like that we know, like, okay, if you're good, you will survive. Like, you can, you know, um, and avenging. I don't know. I just like the hero. I guess I like superhero movies, and this is that. It's a superhero movie okay. and a horror movie, and I love, like, Marvel and, like, all that kind of stuff. I know you're not a superhero um, no. person at all, and I totally am, so maybe that's why I was just like, oh, it's comedy, it's weird, yeah. it's superhero, and it's gory, and it's horror. I was like, it hit so many things, and then I need to watch the musical now, clearly, because I know they've done that with it, so I'm just like, it's that would be, like, too much for my brain to even take, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I gave this movie a four. Uh, not too shabby. I think this movie is cool. I love the trauma. I love the trauma aesthetic and I love the punk rock feeling of it. And I love that it's trying to provoke. And I think that that's a cool thing for art to do. And even if it's something that, you know, it, it's always funny that so many people say you kill a dog in a horror movie and then like everybody's upset. And I'm like, there's, there's all these people who are getting killed and people are fine with that. It's like you kill a dog or you kill a kid or you kill an old person. And it's like everything that you know will make people angry. This is what we're putting in our film. So I love, I feel like trauma is a big fuck you to everybody. And I love that about it. And they are, but they also are kind of a welcoming family. And everybody I know who's ever worked for trauma has said that the people there are just at the bottom of it. Fantastic people. Just kind people who want to make some crazy ass shit. And that's what I love about it. I feel like I relate. And I also really love the body talk uh, song. Um, and anything okay. that's like 80s jazzercise stuff is my, definitely my shit too. I don't know why, but I just. Yeah. No, I do know why. It's because of mouser size probably. Oh, but I, I very mouser size. Exactly. And so I used to put on my leg warmers and try to, you know, work out and do all that. And just uh, it's just hit so many weird 80s wonderfulness. And I just got very excited. So. Um, I give this film a, a full five. So, well, the, so if you haven't seen a Toxic Avenger, please watch it. It's really, really fun and really cool. Uh, next week we are going to be starting to get in that fucking holiday spirit, yo. So we're gonna go with a little Silent Night, Deadly Night. So we hope to see you there. If you haven't seen that movie, please watch it and listen to us talk about because that movie's bananas. It's gonna be so much fun to talk about. Uh, where can they find us, Terry? 
All over the internet, you guys. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Teespring, Patreon. Choose your pleasure. Choose your fighter. Choose your fighter. Uh, join us along the way on the journey. We're so happy to have you along with us. Um, again, thank you so much for listening to another episode. We'll see you all again uh, as we get into the holiday spirit. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. And also, thank you to Sierra again for uh, suggesting these rounds of movies because we had a lot of fun talking about them. And you're really awesome and you rock and we appreciate you very, very much. Thank you, Sierra. Thank you, Sierra. You make this we'll possible. See. We love you. Oh, my God. Thank you so we'll much. See you next week, Disco Citizens. Bye.